What is up, fellow thermonuclear AFers? I am Dan Favalli, coming at you with my fantabulistic co-host, Grant Hughes. This is not an emergency pod, but the timing is kind of perfect because we had scheduled to record at this moment, and Steve Nash was fired by the Nets. And Grant, because he is dedicated, if you're watching on YouTube, is wearing his number 11 Santa Clara jersey that he apparently had to go and dig out just minutes before we hopped on the air here. And so... I have a bunch of questions to ask you and we have NBA hot or not to get to. And I would like to remind anyone watching or listening, just fucking subscribe already, please. We love you all hit that sub button, download everything, like comment on videos on YouTube, help the community grow, but we need to dig into everything that's happening. But we have to ask the most important question first, Grant, how the hell are you doing? Is the Jersey fitting? Okay. Jersey fits great. Uh, and uh, how dare you, uh, even though I told you, I just dug this out. I think it's better for the legend. If I just say that I sleep in it every night, I'll edit it out. I won't, but um, I'm doing well because I'm happy that Steve Nash is free from the shit show to which he was confined uh, for quite some time. Uh, mutual parting of the ways, I think, is the messaging right now. Um, a, a couple people on Twitter, I think Steve Jones was one where really this was kind of more of a look, man, conversation. <laughs> we, we both know what it is, right? Let's let's move on from this. That's, I didn't see that. It feels like to me, it was a, a voluntary resignation with the threat of being fired seems like the most realistic uh yeah i'm glad he's i'm glad he's out of there it sucks that uh he had to go through that uh as his first nba job but you know uh it it, i i was looking before we started for a for a tweet that i'm i'm sure i'm someone will maybe find this if anyone cares enough i'm pretty sure my first thought was like this will end badly when when he got hired because it just seemed like a whole situation um and here it is uh it was unwinnable so Rest in peace, Steve Nash's first uh, stint as an NBA coach, and maybe last. I don't know. I will echo. I don't necessarily feel bad that it ended this way for him just because, like, he – I don't want to say skipped the line, but, like, skipped a bunch of steps because he was in with KD. And, like, he was a brilliant basketball mind, so maybe he deserved that crack over everybody. But he got the opportunity, and he agreed to it. No one was forcing him to do it. Um, And he was put in a better position than a lot of other people who've had to – he was in the NBA. He's a Hall of Fame. Like, I get it. But – he skipped steps there. So I don't necessarily feel bad, but I am happy that he was able to escape the shit show just because we knew this is where this is one of the many directions in which this is at. like, this is a pit stop on the way to the nets just completely imploding yeah. because this is not going to end. Okay. Kevin Durant want at requested a trade over the off season. Kyrie Irving tried to find a sign and trade over the off season and couldn't the nets didn't give him a new contract and he came back anyway. Um, and we were supposed to believe like, oh, none of these things were resolved, but everything's okay. And Kevin Durant wanted marks and Nash fired apparently, but no, we're good now. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And just the the fact that the nets also suck, um, doesn't really help matters. And I don't know how much of that is on Steve Nash. Like he did go to Ben Simmons without a big more before Ben Simmons started missing. Uh, he's going to miss the next, he missed one game. He's going to miss the next game. I think with right knee soreness or whatever it is. Um, so if you want to put it on Nash, like he hasn't even had Seth Curry available yet. I don't want to make excuses. I think the team is just not really necessarily built to defend. And you are, you know, you're dealing with the issues of, okay, Ben Simmons hasn't played in a year and a half coming off this major back injury and a mental health struggle that you, it was real and it was very poorly covered. And I have no idea how that's impacting him. I'm rooting for him as a person on the court though. He's been an issue with his lack of aggression. His drives per 36 minutes are basically halved from what they were for his career. His field goal attempts per 36 minutes are basically halved from what they were before this season. Um, The lack of aggression from him is a killer. And then when you stash him off the ball, I think they could have been more creative with him. 
tried him out more as a screener, especially in lineups um, where one, he was without a big, and then two, like, I don't know how many KD Ben Simmons pick and rolls were run, but it wasn't enough is what I would wager. So there were things that could have been done if you want to ascribe that to Nash. This team was doomed from the beginning because there's too much extracurricular things happening here. Um, Kyrie Irving sucks. Like, as a basketball player, he's still really good, but he just sucks. And, like, any team that has him, their culture is just going to submarine. Kevin Durant, um, he's responsible for this mess as well. We've talked about that. And he sort of, when it comes to addressing it, he sucks, too. Um, this team this team is fucked. I don't know. They're talking about Woj mentioned Jacques Vaughn's taking over in the interim, but expect them to target Ime Udoka, who's currently on suspension from the Celtics for the year because he had an inappropriate uh, workplace relationship with a subordinate who also alleged that he harassed her at one point. So that's great. That's exactly what this team needs. Uh, and he also mentioned Quinn Snyder, who I can't imagine. I know he's not working right now. I would argue that's by choice. He's probably going to stay the fuck away from this entire, if I was him, uh, the entire situation. So Woj did mention those names and it seems to leave like, oh, the Nets are going to try and make a splash there. If I'm, if I'm a head coaching candidate with options, I'm staying the fuck away from the Brooklyn Nets. It, of course, a hundred percent. It like, I'm sure as we get some distance from it and when this does eventually really just blow up, you know, maybe that takes till the off season when Kyrie has gone or maybe it'll happen sooner, but it just, all the things you said, it, it feels like from the start, this was a situation where like, yeah, we can go over what maybe Nash could have done differently, but this just wasn't a team. This wasn't a team set up to be coached like by anybody, let alone didn't someone, have a coach. Remember. They don't. Yeah, they have a what? What did Kyrie say? A collective course, collaboration, back. whatever yeah, it is. We, well, it's like a collective. It's like a co-op, essentially. Is like what he was trying to get across. Like, it just. I don't think there was any scenario where, with the power dynamics being what they were, starting back with like the reason Kenny Atkinson doesn't have a job is because the star players on the team didn't want him there, right? So if you're starting from that point, if that's that's like the structure of your operation, like the guy that comes in with no head coaching experience, great a player as he was. Uh, even if he's theoretically like the preferred choice or like an okay, you know, got the sign off from those star players, like he just never had any agency. It doesn't seem like so. So like Kyrie's not really like a coachable player or like teachable person, quite obviously. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think Durant, like it's a real like it's a real stain on him that like he you know him and Kyrie are a package deal we, we're just belaboring all this stuff but I don't think Nash ever had a chance to succeed it doesn't seem like like they're just the circumstances were never going to be conducive to success for him I don't know that you could have put any other head coach in this situation and the outcome would have been any yeah. different and that's you know we're talking about Steve Nash um, we're I have to argue was at least a choice of Kevin Durant like that was something that had to be okayed yeah. if not outright endorsed or pushed for by him specifically. And the fact that it still ended up here is indicative of, well, this was never going to work out for anyone. And just to be clear about Kevin Durant, I don't want to put him on the same level of, you know, Kyrie Irving yeah. and his immorat, like his failure to have any sort of moral compass whatsoever. But like I mentioned this in the previous pod, when he's asked about this stuff, if you want to know comment that it's fine, like you're shouldn't be responsible for what this other idiot is saying. But like, oh, it, it didn't impact us at all. Like, it doesn't it only matter to you guys like that. That kind of sucks. And he he could do a much better job with that. I'm not saying he hasn't gotten somewhat of an unfair rap from the media points, but it's also just like, I don't I don't want to belabor that point. Like, I'm, I, can't, I won't even go into the other point I was going to make. But it, it does seem like there is no coach where this could have even worked out for in any 
sort of way. And I'm curious to you now is like, I ask you this, is there like, what is the, what is the pathway for the Nets now? Do you expect them to blow this up this season? Do you expect them to sort of ride it out? Is there any hope with the current roster? Is that even the best, you know, at this point, what is blowing is blowing it up even the best course of action where it's like, well, we still have these top two really good guys on the court and Ben Simmons, I've seen flashes from him on defense this year. Like if he comes back and he's healthy, there's still a pathway to them not sucking clearly. What is just your, like, what is your either, I guess, guesstimate of what comes next, but also two, what would you do in this situation? If you're, you know, we don't even know how much agency Sean Marks has at this point. Right. No, I think those are great questions. I think the fact that Nash was the first to go, right. And, and that Durant and Irving both somehow made it through still on the roster after the trade demand and the trade attempts and, and all that stuff suggests to me that the feeling is, well, this is, this will be the fix, right. From ownership or whoever's making decisions. Like this is what we're going to try. And then everything else will remain intact. It seems like that's what the messaging seems like to me. Cause if, if the move is not to, maybe it's still going to, maybe it's on the way, like send Kyrie home, suspend him, find, like do something. You have to go away for a while. Like that wasn't the move. You can't trade Durant. I don't think because not enough has changed from the summer when there just wasn't a satisfactory return package out there. I don't think circumstances are different enough to where we're suddenly going to fire back up the, you know, the, the trade machine for Durant. So I think the hope probably is that, well, this is the move we had to make. This was the easiest move we had, we could make. Uh, whether it's going to be the most effective or not, I have my doubts. But so we're just going to try it. We're going to see if, if if Steve was the problem, which seems highly unlikely to me. Um, maybe they'll get a little bump after, you know, you get a new voice in there, even though Jacques Font's not exactly a new voice. Right. <laughs> but I think there's a chance that it'll look a little better in the short term. I'd be surprised if it was anything more than that. And then, yeah, I think... I think there's probably a, like a, several more shoes to drop before this whole story is over. This whole saga is over. But I think for now it's going to be, we changed the coach. This is what, you know, KD Kyrie, this is what you wanted. So now show us that that was the problem. And, and I don't think any other big moves are probably coming like in short order, but because I'm not confident that that's going to change anything in a meaningful way, then eventually maybe we get back to like trade talks and, you know, figuring out other stuff, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think this is step one in a process they've got mapped out, like to really tear it all down. Not, not yet. That's a good point about since the head coach was the first to go, it leads you to believe that they are going to still try and make the dynamic work. I, I def, like, I don't know what to read in. Like it came after a win. I know right. it was just the Pacers and they had already lost the Pacers, but it came after a win. It's just, it just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, usually you get a, well, you know, you could have done it after any of the number of disappointing losses they've already had. Maybe that's just an optics thing. I, I, so it doesn't look quite so reactionary, but I mean, we're not stupid. Obviously it was reactionary to a lot of things. So yeah, I, I, you're asking, you asked me what I would do. I mean, I'd rewind the clock and just not start this whole mess with Kyrie and KD to begin with, but I would have gotten rid of Kyrie a long time ago also. Um, but going forward, like, I think I send Kyrie home and, and if that alienates Durant, like he's already asked for a trade anyway. Like, I don't know that he could be any less, you know, uh, pleased with the situation regardless. So, I mean, I just think as an organization, you sort of have to, I don't know, like you, you, like you said, like, you know, now's not the time to grow a backbone. You said over the summer, a few times, it's like, I think now would be a good time to grow a backbone. Like let's as, as a Nets organization, I think you have to start trying to operate like a functional 
you know, functional uh, or organization because uh, that's just not happening so far. Right. And two, you know, we place a lot of the blame rightfully so on Kevin Durant for how this ended up. But like over the past few years, I've seen more spine and jellyfish than the Nets front office. Yeah. And that's something that needs to be be remedied yeah. here because I would I agree with everything you said. I would just I, I would cut my losses here. I still don't even know what to make of the and I know I already mentioned this, but like, why do you think I don't care about how good of a head coach Ime Udoka is? Why is that guy already on your list when you have all this other extracurricular bullshit going on, knowing what he was just suspended for? Like the Celtics are willing to let him leave. Like yeah. this was a very much like we've only suspended you for a year because we want to fire you, but it doesn't seem like they're sure that they can. I mean, I think it's a symptom of an organization that is willing to continue to employ Kyrie Irving like that. Obviously like the optics are, are you're not concerned with, or you're not, you're not like attuned to, right. Cause that's just like such a bad look. And it's such a, like, why of all names is his name on there? I, I, I just, uh, I, I don't know. It, it seems like it's, uh, it, it speaks to the sort of disconnect between, uh, you know, what a rational, like sturdy organization would do and what the Nets do. Ime Odoka is officially the front runner to land the Brooklyn Nets Stop job right it. now. Just really? absolutely. A dis- that's coming from Shams uh, over at the athletic, just despicable decision-making here by the franchise. Just like you, I, you want to talk about redemption. I, I understand that this is not, this is not the moment. We are not far enough away from the Ime Odoka stuff to maybe even say like, Oh, has he redeemed himself already? And, and two, what I, the, oh my God, like this is, the, you said this and I'm inclined to, I can't tweet it because you said it, you should tweet it. This is the end result. Like this is a, this is franchise line of thinking that has empowered Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to this point. I don't care that Ime Odoka was already part of the Nets coaching staff at one point. Like that's not, you know, no, like this is just, this organization is so, and look, to be fair at this point, like now it's. I think that the front office, Sean Marks, and even Joe Sy for overseeing all this deserved a ton of blame to begin with. Like now they got to start sharing a lion's share of the culpability because you're just empowering what's already fucking not working and proved to be just destructive and ineffective. Like what are we, if you know, what are we doing here? If you go and you blow this up anyway, okay, fine. That's independent. But what you're not the team. You are not the, insofar as any team can or should hire Ime Udoka right now, when we're barely months removed from that press conference that they had in Boston and those allegations, it's not the Nets. It's and I'm not I'm not trying to make content here. I hate talking about this as content. It's just legitimately blood boiling. And I understand that I'm not I'm not I don't want to be an arbiter of morality. I don't want to accidentally virtue signal here. I'm honestly just venting is where yeah, I'm at yeah. at this point. So this probably says more about me than like the actual topic we're discussing. But like my first reaction when you said that was like, there has to be a lot of stuff that I just don't know about about all this. Right. Because if what I think I know is true, which is just all that's been reported, you know, about Udoka, about this, what the Celtics did to, to address the situation, like then how is this happening? Like it makes me it, so I, I understand like you get upset about it. I'm just more like confused because it makes me think that there has to be some element that I just am not privy to that like, because I want the world to make sense. Like I, I need more it's, it's information. Like they, that can't this be this, this fucking awful is basically right. Like, I, well, I just want a rational, I want to like, I want it to make sense in, in my brain, which I like to think is operates rationally because 
it doesn't, nothing is squaring up right now. It doesn't, I don't, I don't get it. I want to know more. I want, I want this explained to me because it doesn't, for all the reasons you said, it just doesn't seem like possible that, that this is the decision that they're making in at, right now with the circumstances being what they've all been reported to be. Like, I don't, I fundamentally don't understand. Like I want someone to make it make sense for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, so we have another Nets update. They are basically hiring Ime Udoka. They're not expected to have to give the Celtics any compensation. Sean Marks said, this is per Christian Woodfield of the New York Daily News, there's been too much focus on distractions off the court and that the Nets want to get back to the culture that got them here. And then they went and they hired Ime Udoka, who's, again, been suspended by the Boston Celtics for a year and is being let go without compensation uh, after bringing the Celtics to the NBA Finals and being considered an integral part of how good that team became um again he suspended one year we said it at the podcast a bunch of times uh, for an inappropriate workplace relationship with uh, a female staffer who was his subordinate and said that he harassed her at one point grant like i just i don't know what else to put a bow on this topic but this is just like the worst kind of surreal where like could this franchise actually be that like that tone deaf like are they just not interested in winning any press conference whatsoever i've seen it framed as oh it's very clear that kevin durant came in here and said this is what he wanted if that happened you mentioned this already this team needs to grow a fucking spine at this point this is this is a disaster this is just a disaster i it it doesn't again it doesn't make sense to me like i just assume so here's here's the what's like of the fifty-seven thousand things that are confusing to me about this like do we have a resolution in the whole Celtic side of this, right? Like, do do we know what the fallout, what the punishments are, what the legal, civil ramifications are? Do we know the, de- we don't know the details. We don't know. I have to believe the Nets have that information, right? Which is like the most charitable, like slant you could put on this from Brooklyn's perspective is that, wow, geez, it wasn't as bad as anyone thought. And, and but then here the Celtics are with like no interest in bringing the guy back. So I don't understand how one can be, how one team, how two teams can be so far apart on like how big a deal this is, right? How big of a deal the Odoka situation is. Um, it's just, yeah, it, I, I, I don't have any way to, to frame this in a favorable light for the Nets. Uh, they're like, I, I just don't understand how the conclusion <laughs> from a franchise that just cannot, you know, avoid controversy and distraction is that we should hire this guy. Like, I don't, you know, it's, it's the, <laughs> the best thing here to hear it is Dan. The best thing you can say is this is a, this is a huge buy low flex. <laughs> like this is, this is buying at the absolute lowest point on a coach that might be good and might not be a good dude. That's, that's where we are. That's as good of a, a spin as I can put on it. I just, I, the Celtics clearly don't think that he's going to be cleared of any wrongdoing of just like right. when the, when, when everything comes out, otherwise they wouldn't just let him go or suspended him for the year. And he doesn't sound like he has put up a fight. We haven't heard anything about an appeal or like with the, with the coaches association, you had Matt Barnes saying he'd be shocked if he Odoka got another job in the NBA. And then just a couple months later, here he is getting another job in the NBA. I am just, I am, this is not, I, Ime Odoka is clearly a great coach. This is just like, I, this is so unbelievably tone deaf. And you don't get to say, well, this is all, it's just about basketball. No, like a basketball team suspended him for a year after he guided them to the finals. 
this is just like, and again, I do believe that there are such a thing as redemptive arcs. I'm not saying at some point Ime Odoka won't. He seemed sorry in his statement. I'm not going to say that he can't redeem himself. I'm not going to say that he's not actually sorry. But what has he done in two months to atone for these allegations? Honestly, what has he done in the past two months to atone for these allegations? This is just so, and it's like I said in the other part, and I, I think you're, like, you're on the same front. I hate talking about it for content. I'm honestly, this is just like me venting incoherently, yeah. like in stream of conscious, because it's just, it's so frustrating. The, the other thing is this has an element of, because Odoka was an assistant under Nash. So, so this, this also feels a little bit like what happens when it's, it's like the substitute teacher gets promoted full time. Like everybody likes the sub because they don't really have any authority and they're like, you know, it's play, special assistants and assistant coaches always have better rapports or very often have better rapport with players seem like the, the good cop most of the time, you know, that the, the, the head coach takes on a very different role and that there's an element of that here too, which is just like, yeah, I'm sure Durant and Irving and everybody else liked Udoka better because he wasn't the one theoretically that was saying, Hey, we got to like try hard and play defense and do all the stuff that guys that our superstars don't want to do. And Udoka, I think, could be the good cop in that situation. There's just like, it's bad for that reason. It, it, this would be a mistake, I think, potentially for that reason. Like leaving aside all the all the optics, all the like morality stuff that we won't get into, all the all all of those things. Like I just, uh, it's wild. I, I man, I can't wait for some press conference. I I really hope that I don't even want. I don't want to hear him or see him. I'm. I, I want to hear him. I want to hear. I want Nick Friedel in there, like holding his feet to the fire. Well, like, they're going to give us the, they're going to give us the trust us. We did our due diligence spiel is what's going to happen. And it's like, you do not deserve the benefit of the doubt. And just, I want to make it clear. I don't care if KD asked for this. If, no, I mean, if Kyrie asked for this, like I don't like, they should have him on mute, like I, somehow, but yeah. like Joe Sai, Sean Marks, you can't let this happen. And uh, this is not me saying that I need the NBA or its teams to be these beacons of morality. They are not my moral compass. We're talking about just baseline fundamental human decency and logic. And the Nets can't fucking embrace, follow it, espouse it, however you want to phrase it. This is just a, the NBA should quite frankly be ashamed at how all this is played out too. Like this is not just a, I don't even know me saying they should step in and stop this. I don't even know how that works, but just like, this is just a, this is a shit show. It's, it's like a special kind of disastrous like circus and it sucks if the nets suck uh and this is top down at this point i don't joe josai people giving him credit for coming out talking about kyrie irving in his twitter post he followed that up by the way in a thread that said this is bigger than basketball and then it's like well all right but the Odoka allegations are not bigger like th- those are those are those are smaller than basketball i'm i'm at a loss for words is yeah. but this is it i just want it to make sense somebody somebody explain it to me in a way that that the dots connect. Cause I just, I don't, I don't understand it. It's, it's too wild. It's too wild. I don't get it. So I'm probably just going to cut your outro and put it there and repost it twice is what I'll sure. do. Uh, yeah. My God, let me end the recording now. So it's not- that's all we have. I think, unless you'd like to add, I guess I'll take us we out so much that I'm probably going to split this into like two different. Oh yeah. We went long. Um, that's okay. That's what we do. Um, so guys, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, that's going to do it. I hope you will all remember to uh, let us know what you think on Twitter, all of our socials, YouTube, anywhere you'd like to comment and offer an opinion. Hopefully it's positive. If it's not positive, let us know anyway, so we can do a better job. Uh, follow us on socials, join the discord, the link for which is in the YouTube and podcast uh, descriptions. 
download, subscribe, five stars, everything on Apple, Spotify, do it twice. If they'll let you um, help us build this community. Uh, so rate review, everything, do all that stuff, subscribe, tell your friends and, and also your enemies um, so that we can convert them into your friends by, with all of our great takes. Uh, and I'll, you know, I want to say one last thing, actually two last things today. Uh, sorry, Jared Allen. I was wrong about you and uh, Godspeed, Steve Nash. <laughs> also shout out Frank Nielakina who just Got remains it. perfect in every single way. <laughs>